Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first Midwestern Marks Book Club. I am absolutely pumped about this. We're going to be talking about Vladimir Lenin's Imperialism, the Highest Stage of Capitalism, probably my favorite um, work of theory ever written, and also, in my opinion, one of the most relevant works of theory today. Um, as we know, we are still dealing with imperialism in, in the 21st century, um, the U.S. being the main imperial superpower. Um, but we know that our imperialism, the imperialism we're dealing with today is capitalist imperialism. It's uh, imperialism for capitalist expansion, expansion into new markets overseas and, and keeping those markets open when other countries try and elect socialist or left wing leaders or nationalist leaders who start redistributing a country's resources to the people of that country is when we see the U.S. often um, resort to military intervention, CIA coups, full-on invasion like in Iraq, uh, invasion and occupation of Iraq and Afghanistan, CIA coups like we've seen in Bolivia, obviously the, the original one being in 1953 in Iran overthrowing Mossadegh. So our, the imperialism we're dealing with is capitalist imperialism. You can't understand imperialism in, in modern era without understanding that it's imperialism for multinational corporations and monopolies and giant banks. Um, and that's what Lenin writes about in this. And, and now it's more obvious than ever, right? There are executives from, from Raytheon, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, who are literally the secretaries of state, right? The, the people in the very highest positions of government in the United States, the most powerful economy and government in the world, are people who work for multinational corporations heavily profiting off of the U.S. war machine. So let's get into the book here. Um, I'll go through the preface to start. So Lenin starts in the preface by letting us know that he's going to be critiquing Kotskyism. So Kotsky was a guy who was a Marxist. Him and Lenin are buddies, but uh, him and Lenin are going to split because Lenin believes that Kotsky is an opportunist. Uh, he believes Kotsky is what he calls uh, petty bourgeoisie or an academic Marxist um, is what I might uh, term someone like Kotsky. Uh, Kotsky comes up with these theories of imperialism that Lenin finds pretty silly. Um, and Lenin will accuse Kotsky of only uh, believing these theories because they benefit him, because he's not actually dedicated to stopping imperialism and building socialism. Um, so he's going to critique Kotsky. Um, Lenin says Kotsky's analysis of why imperialism happens isn't Marxist and it isn't uh, rooted in a scientific analysis of the economy. So Kotsky's saying, you know, kind of the silly ideas that we hear today, like you hear today, the U.S. is going overseas and spreading democracy, right? We're spreading freedom. And of course, we know that's not true. Kotsky's saying that eventually um, that capitalism will grow out of imperialism and you will not have uh, countries fighting each other to divide up resources and you won't have the colonization and exploitation of smaller countries by larger countries. And of course, Kotsky was wrong and Lenin has been proven right by history. Here we are. This book was written in 1916, published in 1917, and we are still de dealing with imperialism, still dealing with the monopoly uh, capitalist imperialism that Lenin was writing about in this book, um, which is, again, part of the reason why I think that this book is so important. So let's start with chapter one here. Chapter one, Lenin starts by talking about how as industry grows, production is concentrated, um, concentrated. So um, as uh, the, the large sectors of the economy industry, especially at the time, you know, like rail, coal, steel, um, all the things that ran their economy. Nowadays, you could think of maybe like tech and uh, 
and uh, auto, or AI technology. I guess that's tech. And then like, uh, um, I don't know, what's another big industry that didn't used to be big, like fossil fuels, like the 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 gas and oil companies um, are these huge monopolies now. The weapons contractors, Boeing, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, these huge monopolies who produce weapons and planes. Um, and Lenin is going to argue that this is something that Marx predicted in 1860, right? Marx, when he was doing his scientific analysis of capitalism, he said capitalism will concentrate itself. So rather than a bunch of competing enterprises, smaller enterprises like the the capitalist ideologues tell us capitalism will be, you know, free competition between small businesses, um, capital will concentrate itself at the middle and and uh, capitalists will start to form monopolies and the larger capitalists will use monopolies and their control of markets in order to crush smaller capitalists, right, and crush small business and eventually um Small businesses will essentially be not obsolete. They'll still be in existence, but they will have no power compared to these giant monopolies who will run everything and who will then do imperialism in order to expand their markets overseas. Um, So this is Lenin is saying if you studied Marx, you could have predicted that this was going to happen because Marx knew that capital would concentrate itself. And he's saying without reading Marx and without having a Marxist understanding of the economy, there's no way that you can understand imperialism and why these wars happen. Um, they had just gotten done with World War One at this time, or maybe the, no, they were still fighting World War One, right? Which was Lenin argues uh, staunchly that it was a war for for capitalist expansion, right? It was a war between Japan, Great Britain, and the U.S. to uh, to try and divide up the world essentially and and gain as much as they could. Um, and it dragged it ended up dragging the whole world into this deadly conflict, um, and all of a sudden hundreds of thousands of working people are dying in a war for the rich, which is, of course, what we still have today. Um, our, our young men and women going to die and fight in wars for the expansion of, of markets overseas for oil, right? We, we always say, I don't want to go, or we hear people say, I don't want to go fight and die for oil overseas because people are starting to realize that that's what this is. Um, and, and Lenin was saying that the same thing about World War I uh, back in the early 1900s. So um, another important point here, Lenin, the reason it's called imperialism, the highest stage of capitalism, Lenin is going to argue that monopoly capitalism is not something that just arose by accident, but it is actually an inevitable phase of capitalism itself, right? So when you have these small competing enterprises, when capitalism first starts, the kind of capitalism that Marx was analyzing um, you have competition between equally sized enterprises, but as as one enterprise starts to kill off another, power becomes concentrated and it becomes concentrated more and more. And then when there's a crisis, and we know that crises are inevitable to capitalism, right? So the economy crashes every eight to 12 years still to this day. In 2001, we had the dot-com crash. In 2008, we had the housing crisis. Um, and now we're having the corona recession. Um, when capitalism crashes, power concentrates itself at the top even more because when the economy goes down, small businesses can't keep themselves afloat, but these giant enterprises are okay. And even now what we've seen in the modern era um, during Corona, $6 trillion were, were of liquidity were dumped into the stock market by the fed to keep the giant corporations afloat because, um, because they own the government so they can do that. So of course, um, during a recession, I mean, how many small businesses have gone under uh, during COVID? A lot. And how many big businesses? None. Because people like Elon Musk 
have received hundreds or millions of dollars in, in government subsidies in order to keep their businesses afloat. And this concentrates capital even more. As more small businesses continue to die, or die off, uh, capital becomes concentrated more and more at the top. Another really pertinent critique that Lenin makes in imperialism is his critique of the bourgeois idea of capitalism as a natural law, right? So you still hear people argue this today all the time. Humans are naturally competitive and therefore capitalism is the system that fits with human nature, right? Socialism and communism can never work because human nature, you hear that all the time. Um, and they argue that because um, the, the kind of idealized early stage capitalism um, where you have, you know, the, the capitalism in the mind of libertarians, what, what they picture as their ideal version of capitalism is this capitalism where you have small enterprises who compete with each other. And then that keeps prices okay. And they have to keep their labor rates high because if you are competing with another firm and you don't keep your labor, your wages high enough for your workers, they'll go work for the other firm. But as monopolies start to happen and as power concentrates itself at the top, obviously, as we've talked about, you don't have this competition anymore, right? So Lenin's going to say it's more so of a natural law of capitalism that it's always going to become monopoly capitalism dominated by cartels and monopolies, right? This idea that capitalism can just exist as a bunch of small enterprises who compete with each other on a local level is completely laughable. And I mean, he was saying this back then. And what have we seen now as capitalism's grown? Have we gone closer to, to the, the free market capitalism with competing small businesses, or have we gone closer to power being concentrated at the top? I mean, Jeff Bezos is about to become the world's first trillionaire. He owns the Washington post. So the news you read Amazon. So the products you buy, um, uh, he's investing in housing. So the housing that you live in, he owns Whole Foods. So the food that you eat, I mean, um, there's nothing that these people don't own anymore. You know, it's we might as well go backwards to feudalism. Uh, we might as well just worship Lord Bezos and pay him tithes, it seems like sometimes. So anyways, I just I just think that really shows how how correct Lenin was here and how how good his understanding of the capitalist economy was like. This is another stage of capitalism, this monopoly capitalism, right? This isn't something that happened by accident. Uh, this isn't some kind of perversion of capitalism. This is capitalism. It's capitalism as it develops and as power concentrates itself at the top. And the only way to do anything about that is socialism, right? Because capitalism will always turn into this. You're never going to be able to sustain some kind of free market capitalism that works for the majority of people, right? Under capitalism, there's always going to be war. There's always going to be starvation. There's always going to be homeless people because production is not being used for good. It's being used to, to increase capital in the hands of the monopolists, right? So one more point here before we call it. Um, Lenin makes a point that that as capital concentrates itself, speculation becomes king. So I wanted to make make a point here. Think about uh, what people tell you the American dream is, right? The American dream. You can come to America. You can pull yourself up by your bootstraps, work hard, start your own small business. And then if you work hard, um, you can have success for you and your family and you can live a good life. Um, and, and we're taught that the hardest workers are the ones who are rewarded financially. But Lenin's going to say, you know, and Lenin doesn't mention the American dream. I'm just saying that what Lenin tells us is that speculation um, 
becomes the key to winning capitalism, right? Not having a great business idea and having the gumption to go start that business and work hard, but speculation, being born into wealth and then using that wealth to buy up more stocks on Wall Street, right? Buy up more and more and more and more and more capital to expand your wealth more and more and more, create more passive income, expand that amount of income that's coming in without you actually putting in any labor. And you can do that by speculating on Wall Street and I just think it's amazing that Lenin said that in 1917. And who are all the richest people today? I mean, it's not athletes. It's not people who started a small business. It is Wall Street speculators. And it is monopolists, you know, monopoly capitalists, uh, folks like Elon Musk, folks like Jeff Bezos, folks who who do nothing but sit around and buy up stock on Wall Street all the day. And honestly, at this point, they're so rich, they don't even have to. They can hire teams of hedge fund managers to manage their stock portfolios all day and make sure that their wealth and not just their wealth, but the amount of capital they own, the amount of businesses they own, uh, the amount of people who are employed by them goes up and up and up and up um, constantly. And and that is a function of capitalism. And it's it's one that's continued until uh, 2020. So that is my summary of imperialism chapter one by Vladimir Lenin. I think it is extremely important to understanding uh, the current state of capitalism and the current state of imperialism, which is one of the greatest evils uh, that we're still facing today. Um, so I appreciate you guys for taking the time to read this book or listen along. Um, heck yeah, go Marxism. Am I right?